5: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at picksix.draftkings.com.
6: Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms. Did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate? But not 80 Acres Farms. Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled.
7: What's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in for a new episode of We Talk Back, a show dedicated to you dreamers and chasers and everybody else in between. This is your co-host, AJ Holiday. What's up, Tam? And this is dedicated to you
3: hoes and you niggas, too, because we forgot about (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I love all of (laughs) y'all.
7: Special group.
3: (laughs) Hey, girl.
7: What's up, child? What you got going on?
3: Girl, I'm just so happy that this weekend is over i felt overwhelmed with life so yeah celebrating that white man's holiday i didn't celebrate i stayed in the house i was i was on my porch watching all the madness downstairs because you know it was just madness going on and I, my friend was on the phone one of my guy friends and he was like you're just looking down there like an auntie just staring at them kids down there like mm, mm, mm,
7: mm. like blue ivy in new orleans that remember that that video of Blue Ivy looking down on all the peasants walking? Yeah, that's on, how I was uh, looking down at the people <laughs> out there cutting up. Like ill, <laughs> I didn't do much this weekend either. Just hung out, played house a little bit. That's about it. Chilled out. I didn't even had like uh, no barbecue, no nothing, which I don't really eat. People should I have to bring my own salmon to people barbecues nowadays? Baby, I ordered if some I barbecue. Have some food.
3: I didn't even go to nobody's barbecue. I just ordered some from a restaurant. Like fuck it.
7: I saw a fucking tweet that said, um, this generation don't even cook out no more. All they do is do drugs and twerk. <laughs> right. That's it. <laughs> Shake their ass and do drugs. Mm. My family actually did had a bit have a big ass cookout back at home, but I missed it. I wasn't in town at my um family's restaurant shout out to birther's kitchen <laughs> my, in charleston south carolina my
3: uh, my mom and my sister was at my, you know at home and they lit the grill and then cut that motherfucker off and went and bought an indoor grill
7: and grill in the house
3: it's <laughs> like it's too high
7: girl okay so why an article came out saying that fourth of july 2023 was the hottest day in history for the planet just like average mm-hmm. heat for the whole world mm-hmm yesterday uh well excuse me july 4th was the hottest day for planet earth and i believe it because bitch i could see the heat
3: i didn't i didn't even go out in it i was looking for my patio and anytime i felt overwhelmed with the heat i just ran back inside baby i didn't do nothing yeah like this type
7: of heat you got to wash a couple times mm-hmm. be stink. just be smell like outside all day long
3: it's stink down here big mama <laughs> <laughs>
7: Y'all, today we have a special guest on We Talk Back, y'all. He is uh, responsible for a lot of our favorite songs like Sweet Dreams, Beyoncé, Good Morning with Diddy, uh, There Goes My Baby, okay? I'm auditioning also, I'm sorry, so I might be whistling and singing a lot, okay? Um, (laughs) And Twerk City Girls, I just found that out. (laughs) The hell, y'all, we have... uh, Mr. Rico Love on he talk back. Right, Rico are Love, sure. welcome. Okay. How you
8: guys? How you guys doing?
7: We good.
3: We're man. We all right. We it's hot outside. It's too hot. It's yeah. getting too hot.
8: It feels good in this in this on this level though. Yeah. How you yeah, feel yeah.
3: about the, the setup?
8: I like it. I like it a lot. It's it nice, right? It feels good. Cool. We we'll it's some
3: drums or something. You know, maybe you could get on after we finish yeah, and do yeah, a little, let's do little something for it. Let's us. do it.
8: I'll do a drum solo. For yeah, me. that'll be dope. I don't <laughs> think we got no
3: sticks. You're going to have to hit it with your hands. I don't know if that's. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, Rico, let's get into it. So, our listeners, we want them to get to know you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Tell us how you started Turn the lights on.
8: How Turn the Lights On came about. Yeah. Well, um, a friend of mine, Mams Taylor, he he was a co-owner of this club in uh, L.A. called Area. Mm-hmm. So we used to hang out in this spot like every weekend. When I say like, it would be like Lindsay Lohan, Kim Kardashian, you know, uh, Paris Hilton. Mm. This was like a Wednesday night was the party, but we would come and go frequently because he was one of the owners. So um, there was a, a DJ, and in those type of clubs, the DJs play the same kind of set list like, every mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And they played a song by... Pink Floyd caught the wall, and then in the song, they say, hey, teacher, leave those kids alone. And all the lights would go crazy in the club. So I would say, like, every time that part would build up, I would say, turn the lights on, like to myself. Mm -hmm. So one day I was in the studio, and I always on on a climactic part of the record every time it builds up. And right before the drop, I would just say, turn the lights on. And my good friend, Mams Taylor, he was like, you should say that in all the songs you write. That should be your thing. So I started doing it. And at that time... Top liners, and just for anybody who's not educated on, or educated on how music works, so a producer is a songwriter. A lyric and melody person is a songwriter. Mm-hmm. We're all called songwriters. But they are top line, which is lyric and melody. That's the guy who writes the lyrics and words and melody. And there's a producer, guys who historically has been known to produce the music. He's considered the producer, even though the top line guy could also be the producer. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was coming up in the business, the top liner didn't get the recognition. It was always the guy who made the beat. I.e. Timberland, Rodney Jerkins, Pharrell, you know, those guys who made the tracks. Mm-hmm. So to give attention to people like myself who were writing a lyric and melody, I started doing my tags on every song that I wrote and putting the turn of lights on on records. And that's how it came about. And um it became a thing
3: around. Everybody the... does it now. Yeah, everybody
8: does like... it now. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of a lot of people credit it to hearing me doing it early on and a lot of people just feel like this is just a new wave and either way is great because we all that's our calling card. We're mm-hmm. only as good as the last thing we've done mm-hmm. and we, to make sure that our name makes noise in the marketplace we have to establish and brand ourselves that's super important.
7: Wow. Yeah.
3: See how you're right. Like, I thought the whole time y'all was just like he would to fuck with the lights on. So he was like turn the lights on. And that's your, <laughs> I think that's what people started doing. I mean that's when what I did light. I was like go ahead nigga turn the yeah. lights on he said do that shit. <laughs>
8: That's a that's a good way to look at it too, though. All
3: right, talk about your creative process, because writing these beautiful songs, "There Goes My Baby," like it's so like eloquent and thought provoking. Like, how what is your creative process to make these songs that everybody jams to?
8: You know, I just I think first and foremost, I'm a fan of really great songwriting. You know, from the Beatles to Stevie to you know, um, Def Leppard to you know. Mariah Carey and Janet and all those classic mm-hmm. iconic songs. So what I think my process is more than anything is understanding a chord progression. Mm-hmm. I think a, chord, a piano progression or a guitar progression. Um, those four chords. I think there's so many different melodies live inside of those chords. So my process is usually um, sitting at a piano, sitting at a guitar, and um, with with a, a I don't play instruments. But um, sitting with a piano player, sitting with a guitar player, and going through a chord progression. And the one that sticks, I try to make a melody fit inside of that progression. And okay. then that's usually how I create. It's kind of like building it around the actual song. The reason why is when a song is stripped and it's just the lyric and the guitar, lyric and the piano, then you know the full essence and you can feel the melody and you can feel the richness and the wholesomeness of the melody. And when you have a rich, wholesome melody, you can build music around anything. But you, can, you, can't, you can't make a shit song sound great. But what you can do is you can make a great song sound greater when you put incredible production around a song. So I want to make sure that if you strip all of my songs it still feels good the without lyrics. music. The lyric and the melody stand alone.
7: So I listen to Apple I usually stream my music on Apple, right? Mm-hmm. And anytime like I'm listening to a new song or maybe like a song I hadn't heard in a long time, I always go to the lyrics. Who the fuck wrote this? This is how I feel when I hear certain things in the song. Like, who wrote this?
8: Also taking consideration for a sample or interpolation, that person is credited. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when you see, like, 10, 15 names, it's because if they sample Mo Money, More Problems by uh, Diddy and, and Mace and Biggie, right? Mm-hmm. If they sampled that, then not only did Mace, Diddy, Aminra, or, or CBJ, or whoever made the beat, and Biggie, not only are they, sampled, are they credited, but the people that they sample from Damn. are credited. Mm-hmm. And then if lot. they sample from somebody, people <laughs> they sample from. So a lot of times you see all these names, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, such and such got all these people writing mm-hmm. the song." No, that's the sample. That's the, everybody. This, but they deserve the credit because their contribution to the original record Absolutely. made the song what it is. So when you look at that, a lot of times it's that myself, I'm uh, what they call a 100 or a 50. So I write majority of every record I've ever written. I've written written in by myself. As where well. there no no disrespect to people who collaborate. But my process was always kind of so fast that I wrote a lot of my hit records alone. So you would only see my name and maybe a Jim Johnson or a Danger. Or, and sometimes the artist will get publishing on the record. That's the real estate. And they own that real estate. So to pay a tax, sometimes you have to give a, a piece of the publishing to the artist, which is fair It's business. And um, so you'll see their name. But for the most part, I kind of like try to stay away from the heavy samples. You know what I mean? Um, on some records I had I, I Throwback sampled. was a heavy sample now. Th- a lot of people first, don't know the original. Yeah, yeah. Beyond Warwick, mm-hmm. you know, when me back. Like yeah, that was my first the first song I wrote. So um that was That's amazing. That was a sam- a heavy sample <laughs> song. But uh <laughs> And they took fifty percent of that record too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which to, to you know, they deserve it.
3: That that mm-hmm.
8: production and that riff and that tra- the transition and the progression. It was sick. It was just timeless, and it just it made for it made it very easy for me to write the song.
3: So okay, a song like "There Goes My Baby" was like a fat ass walking by your girlfriend, like at the time walking by with no drawers on. You was like, "There goes my baby." Like, how does it? How does like? How do the thoughts come to you? Is it something like that or?
8: Oh, I was really. It was a. I had just suffered a really crazy tragedy in my life, to be totally honest, and I went straight to the studio the next day. So when I was writing the record, honestly, it was an idea about. This girl is the most beautiful girl in the world, and I didn't realize it until just this moment. And she's taking forever to get ready. I'm sitting at the edge of the bed, and I look Mm -hmm. up, and I see this girl, and I'm like, oh my God. There goes my baby. So I wanted niggas to, be forgetting you look yeah, good. Okay. You no, know, no, really. <laughs> no, you are saying it funny, but a lot of times mm-hmm. men will forget what they have or the quality of the woman that they have. So sometimes you get too familiar. You yeah, you get really and, and in all mm-hmm. things, right? Don't we get familiar with you know in business? We get familiar with in friendships and relationships mm-hmm. and all these things. So um, the idea of the song is to is for a guy to just kind of sit back and reflect, like oh shit, my shorty is bad. You know what I mean? Period. Ooh, girl, look at you. So I wanted to create a a, a moment that. It has so many different meanings, but just felt so good. Like, the, the goal for every song is to make sure it just feels good to people, and they can interpret it any way they want. Mm-hmm. And even when they listen to it now, I bet when people listen to it now, when when he says, bet you ain't know that I'll be checking you out when you be putting your heels on. I love that I song, your body's man. so perfect, baby, how you work it, baby. Like, he's like, wow, I love the way that you be poking it out. Girl, give me something. It's like he's paying attention to her now in this moment, you know? Yeah. And then also, a, lot, a little nugget was that I, uh, I was a huge fan of Usher and Chili dynamic.
3: Mm-hmm. Everybody so was, So
8: when real. you listen to the second verse, uh, I said, I get the chills whenever I see your face and you're in the place. Uh, I feel like I'm in a movie, baby. I'm like, ooh, baby. Like waterfalls. Your hair falls down to your waist. Can I get a taste? No need to creep because, baby, I ain't ashamed. I calling your name. I was naming T.O.C. songs. <laughs> you and was getting him some pussy. I was trying that trying to, to, <laughs> that's
7: what you were From everybody
3: else I, except you. Right,
8: right, right. I was trying to drop the nuggets in there to, like, <laughs> I wanted to hint at this idea beautiful of him and Chili. I always thought that that was an incredible pairing. Mm-hmm. And, I, um, and um, I love Jen, you know, Usher's current girlfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think she's amazing. But at that point in my life, I was so young and I was so enamored with the and idea. And everybody wanted Chili, right? Yeah. And Chili is just such a, you know, Dope, a individual, beautiful mm-hmm. individual. Beautiful. So I just kind of threw that nugget in there. A lot of people may miss that. But when they listen, when you listen to that, goes, My baby, you listen to that second verse. I definitely had Chili in my.
7: Nice.
3: Okay, I got a question because there's a lot of niggas out here making beautiful music for Facebook and SoundCloud and that's it, right? And mm-hmm. it never goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. How did you get into a place where everybody is like, want let me get Rico Love on it. Let me get Rico Love on it."
8: Um, first of all, blessed enough and fortunate enough to have existed before social media, so which is an incredible asset, an incredible tool to so many creatives. Mm-hmm. But it also um, it widens. It, it doesn't see the door. To go through to make it is the same size it's just the access to get to that door is easier Uh, you get what uh, I'm saying uh, what I mean by that is there are 150,000 songs uploaded every day to Spotify uh so what that means is we're going down one door one corridor but it's just the directions to get there is a lot easier whereas back in the day you had to know somebody you had to perform you had to be super talented People had to see something special in you. They had a team that would cultivate and develop it. Now it's like develop it at home. Do it yourself. (laughs) Put it out. If it sticks, we want to give you money for Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, the business is a lot more difficult. But in another sense, it's a lot easier because you can upload something, put it out. If it connects, if you build an audience, you can Gain revenue from it You can build a following You can potentially Get a deal And
3: make a lot of we money We to make a and video And next thing you know You outside on stage singing. But booty brown My pussy <laughs> hoe Whatever Like <laughs> That is wild to me that, that You know them words, words. Like, Girl don't do uh, sex, <laughs> uh, Sexy red you know what My I'm booty pants M- Hold fuzzy. on My booty pink
7: Excuse me <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's confusing <laughs> My pussy
3: paint. My booty <laughs> hoe brown <laughs> <laughs> That's wild to me It's okay. funny
8: Because I don't go out a lot But I went out a few weeks ago And I saw um, Guys singing it and I was like
7: You saw duval weekend this past weekend. Yeah, duval had his uh, everybody. the guys was somebody uh commented was like, I swore I just heard somebody say ski, we <laughs> 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 a man.
8: <laughs> it's just the way of the world, you know.
7: So that was actually one of my questions though, because of social media and stuff. So even back then, do you think it's um in your opinion, is it talent or hard work that actually gets people
8: Hard work is going to always mm-hmm. get you, keep you consistent. Now the thing about getting in the business because it's such a crap shoot, you can get in there. Mm-hmm. It's a roll of the dice. You can roll seven and, and on the first row and you can actually make it into the business, but there's a technique and a skill that comes into consistently hitting your number. Mm-hmm. And I think that it takes hard work to sustain anything, right? But to get in the business, it does not necessarily take the hard work. And that's the problem. Um, For some, it takes extreme level of consistency, persistence, and hard work. But for others, it's just I threw something up. I started rapping six months ago. I started rapping a month ago. My first song I put out hit. So then what happens is those who stick around, they are the ones that you know are actually talented. So when Glorilla first came out, you didn't know what it was going to be. But I see the consistent work. I can tell Mm -hmm. that she works extremely hard. Mm -hmm. So when I watch her, I'm like, okay, okay. Everything that's happening for her, she deserves because she didn't just take it. Now, Cardi B the same way. Cardi B was an artist who I didn't think was super talented. But the work that goes into Mm -hmm. it and the consistency and the dedication to the craft. So if you can find a way to obsess over the actual art and not just over the making the money, then um, I think that, and obviously you want to be lucrative. You want to make money. You want to be successful. But if you can find a way to obsess over the art, then I think that's more about character than it is about moods and i say this a lot your character should be consistent your mood can change mm-hmm. who you are is going to be consistent the way you do anything is the way you do everything Ooh. so when you, when you think about saying. that when you <laughs> think about that you mm-hmm. gotta understand like if if somebody was in a trap and he was dedicated little baby was in the streets and he was known for getting to some money so his dedication to consistently be able to earn in the streets transitioned over to his Music and, mm-hmm. uh, and when he started making music, he took the same mindset, the same hustle, the same consistency, the way you do anything is the way you do everything, mm-hmm. and that's why he's able to sustain success in in a um, music business. And I think that if you ask me what's more important, I say the hard work is more important, but we live in an era where the talent is not even necessarily more important. It's about how much motion you have. If you got enough movement and traction around you as an artist, Mm -hmm. if people believe you, if people buy into you, they'll convince themselves that they like your music. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference. Now, if you (laughs) have convinced them to love you and you make great music, it's an incredible win for you.
7: Right. So when we talk about business, you know, people say, oh, business is business. But like you said, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. So you, do you um, do you go along? Do you think that the uh, a person can separate their actual personality from the business? You know, because people do a lot of shady shit mm-hmm. in business, right? And they'll just say business is business. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think. But that's you. That's how I feel.
8: Yeah, I think there's a. Um, Whenever there's paperwork, whenever there's a, a huge conglomerate that has to earn, has mm-hmm. to make money off, the, uh, like X's and O's, you have to understand that they are going to stick to the rule book. And when you go into a contract, you're making relationships with this president. You're making relationship with this A&R. And you believe that because this a and told you that he believed in you or she believed in you and they bought into your brand and they, and they put their arm around you and they fuck with you for a long time and then things started to change and you weren't as um, productive and you weren't as financially lucrative as you once were, then you believe that the portrayal was between them and you.
4: Mm-hmm.
8: No, what happens is they have higher ups that they have to answer to. Even the CEO has to answer to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. He's the chief executive operator, right? He runs the machine, mm-hmm. but they are boards, and there are ownership that says you have to answer to us and you need to make sure that you're turning this around. So when you don't do what you need to do, you blame the inconsistency of the, of the business. There's no love in the business. It's no love in the industry. And the problem is that people think that the music business is, is any way different than any other business. Whenever you have legal and you have paperwork, you have people that have to be paid and you have checks and balances, there will be a time where they're going to ask Who was productive and who was not? And if you were productive, I don't care how long this relationship has lasted. I don't care how cool you are. I don't care how much I love you, how you know my kids and how we hung out and how at one point you were the king of this label. If you no longer earn, then our time together has to end. And that's with sports. That's in McDonald's. That's in anywhere. So I think that people have this idea that the music business is more shady or more About business and business is business than any other corporation or conglomerate. They all function in a way that says, if you are productive, you have a space here at the table. Now, we'll keep you around as long as we can until I have to answer to my higher ups and say, what's up with with such and such? Right. What are we doing with this? Because- Every time they do a project, every time they go in the studio, we got to pay for this. Every time they put out a song, we got to pay them this. Because of the deal that we did for them back in the day that m- earns them a certain amount, it's costing us too much. We got to get rid of it. So in, in a sense, people will say the business is shady. But every business that has to do with paperwork is going to go by what the paperwork says. And they're going to honor that paperwork for as long as you are beneficial to them.
7: Right. And, and on top of that, everything in life is negotiable. Mm-hmm. So get a lawyer. <laughs> you know read but even if people even just if be your signing terms, shit to get the check
8: but even with that being said everything is if you are productive then you can change any contract that's the crazy thing about mm. the business mm-hmm. lady gaga first deal was not the same deal she did after her album after her first album came out and was extremely successful she was able to say All right, i want to do this or i'm not doing another record and at the end of the day She's so successful that we have to come to the table. And that's how you have to look at it. So if you aren't successful, you have to understand it's the reverse. Right. That they're going to say, yeah, we know we did this paperwork, but we really kind of just want to sever tabs. It's costing us too much. Mm -hmm. So we have the right to... Get rid of the situation and walk away from the situation at any moment. Just like you should have the right to say, hey, I just sold 30 million albums. Um, I would like to redo my entire deal and structure it differently. And I would like this person not to be involved. Y'all can pay them. I would like this person <laughs> not to be involved. Y'all can pay them off. I want to have sole ownership and partnership right. between you, me, and the label. And we'll. And guess what? The record company will sit down and go to you. You could have discovered her. You could have came and brought her to the table or him to the table. And the record company will come to you and say, hey, here's a check. We're sorry, but Meg Thee
7: Stallion, I think, is an example of that, right? Because she did not, no, she wasn't speaking. trying to leave. We you say he ain't speaking on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll talk about it right quick. She wasn't trying to leave 501. She just wanted to renegotiate her contract. Like, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to say this. I'm
8: going to say this, and I'm going to say this about all things.
7: <laughs>
8: all things in life. I don't care what a person has told you. I don't care what you heard and how Emotional, it may that. have been mm-hmm. when they said it. We only know their pr- perspective and their point of view, mm. and it wouldn't be fair for us to even give a idea of what happened based on one person's take on it. Now right? I'm talk
7: about her contract. I'm not talking about yeah, the but we don't, shit with Oway. We Oakley. don't have
8: her contract either. You know what I mean? So, it's but a the lot courts of things. have been
7: siding with her, essentially.
8: Hey, hey, I can't speak on that But what I can say <laughs> is, I only know. And
7: she got an apology from that nigga. One perspective. <laughs> you know, sometimes you
8: gotta apologize.
7: And what's the other rapper <laughs> from Texas? She just left five on one as well. Oh, Erica Banks. Yeah.
8: You know what's really him unfortunate him. though also is that um there's situations where sometimes you I've I've signed a lot of female artists and I haven't been able to break a female artist. Mm. And the problem is that no matter what I've invested into them, like if you look on my pages, anybody who follow me, they know that I'll post my artists 500 miles an hour. I will always promote and talk about my artists. I'll put everything I have into them. Mm-hmm. And when it doesn't work out, people forget all of those things that you've done. Mm. They only believe, right. only realize, oh, it didn't work out. It must be Rico's fault, right? That nigga so had
3: me in a 360 and I ain't getting I shit. Did,
8: right. Meanwhile, they never made a dollar <laughs> for me in no way. Right? All I've ever did was put into it and it never gave me a return on any of those situations, mm-hmm. right? So regardless of whatever, I've read comments from people that says, Rico did this and Rico did this and Rico mm. did this. So even when I look at a situation like, well, oh, didn't another girl quit or leave his label or didn't another girl do this? I still only know that person's perspective right. mm-hmm. because when you are the, um, the boss, when you are at the top, it does not benefit you to go back and forth on social media with somebody. Oh, this is what really happened. It just—it's right. just—it's not becoming of a boss. It's not becoming of a leader. It don't. It's, this doesn't look cool. So a lot of times we have to allow, especially in this business. Sometimes for rants. Sometimes the artists will go crazy and lose their mind on you. And sometimes you just have to allow it because, as a boss, you can't be. What this is? It's just too much. And right. So okay. it, that person could be wrong. This person could be right and vice versa, but I think that to assume that just because this person says something that it has to be true then that that part of it. Or just because this person didn't respond to it and right. that you saw fit mm-hmm. that it has to be true is not necessarily the truth. Already.
7: Absolutely. I get that. You know, because I am tired tired of battling people's perspective yeah. nowadays. You kinda just gotta let it, Fuck your let perspective. it live. and over time
8: over time everything, especially especially in a <laughs> no, business. world, to
7: me, I feel like No, it uh, ain't shade uh, to you, it's the internet, bitch, okay. at this point. Ain't <laughs> over, over
8: time, regardless of whatever, the truth will come out. Or, or um, things will play out And people will see the Consistencies in the characters And they'll see it They'll watch and Notice some things And they'll say Oh alright This is starting to make sense mm-hmm.
3: You know There goes that thing right. Okay yeah. I have one question Before we go to break Give us your Mount Rushmore Of R&B
8: um, Artists Writers what?
3: What, what However you want to throw it
8: Okay Michael Jackson is number one Period, Period. Okay Off the wall Okay um, I'm gonna <laughs> have to go With Stevie Wonder Yes and then you, you get two people. It's four on wrong with Yes. And then I got to go Usher, just because not just because he discovered me, but I just listened to his tone. I think it's the most incredible distinct tones in the history of music. Mm-hmm. And then you got to go Beyonce because only reason I can't say Prince is because I can consider Prince more rock, R&B, soul. But if we want to go straight R&B, I got to go with Stevie, Mike, Usher, B, because they are people from before my era, during my era and you know The, the ones that I think I patterned my Love for music behind I
3: like your list but I yeah. definitely yeah. Like Prince Yeah, Adore. No no I
8: love Prince but I'm just <laughs> nah. saying If I had to choose between uh, mm-hmm. Prince Michael and Stevie I think Prince was a, a way more well Rounded um, artist in mm-hmm. all Genres mm-hmm. so if you gave me a around Rushmore music in general Then I would have to take out um, Usher and B I would put Prince in that spot but if you give me R&B, I got to go, I prefer these people because of sentimental value and reasoning also, mm-hmm. as well as the icon, um, the iconic figures that they are and the impact and the contributions they made to the R&B art form in its, you know. Entirety. Yeah.
7: Absolutely. So one more question before we go to break. Um, who is on your hit list, like of people you haven't worked with yet and you want to work with?
8: Wow, um, Rufus Wright is an incredible artist. I think you guys should look him up. His uh, He had an album called Want One that changed my life. I used to be extremely homophobic, as most people in our community were. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when I heard this record, he wrote called Natasha, where he was. Rufus? Rufus Wainwright. He has, he has a song called Natasha, and I interpreted it as him telling his girlfriend he was gay. And I just thought it was genius. So Rufus Wainwright is one of the guys I would love to work with. Um, I definitely would love to do an entire project with Kanye West. Like if me and Ye could do a project together. Me too. I keep
7: telling nigga to call me. He ain't call me yet. <laughs> <He> tripping. <right? laughs> so, did y'all see him yesterday? On well, I don't know. He has this other page. I don't no, know no, what that.
8: No, no, no. I ain't see it. I'm gonna show you right now. So, speaking Kanye of, is speaking tripping. of other pages, speaking of other pages and artists, um, mm-hmm. my head, let's always say Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I love his his new account. His uh, what's he called? it? The burner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Finster. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so and then. Finally, uh I know that this is. I would love to do an album with Usher. And I've done a project with him. I've done a lot of his songs and I've written up hits for him. I got even new records getting ready to come out of him soon. But I would want to do a whole album with me and Usher. Like, just let me executive produce the project. That would be my dream.
7: Super dumb. Why you can't make that happen? You should, mm-hmm. That should be easy, right?
5: It's not easy, but I would love for it to be. For having-
1: Happy International Women's Day.
2: Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk
0: may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
4: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
9: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, Offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
6: Did you know that most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate, but not with 80 Acres Farms? Their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled
7: All right, y'all, so it wouldn't be right to have somebody on We Talk Back named Rico Love and not talk about love because y'all know we love talking about relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm actually tired of it. But anyway, (laughs) so this past week (laughs) I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and we started talking about unconditional love, Mm -hmm. right? And so I asked him, is it possible for him, does he think it's possible for him to love someone unconditionally? And he was like, you know, I don't think, like, he didn't know. He was unsure, right? But I'm like, no. You know, mm-hmm. the only person that I love unconditionally is me, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm going to always forgive myself. I'm always have empathy for myself. But sometimes people do things that are kind of unforgivable. You know what I'm saying? You, like, if I walk away, is that really displaying unconditional love? Mm. So how do you feel about unconditional love?
8: You see, because love is a feeling, because love is a mind, a, a space that you place somebody in your heart and mm-hmm. in your mind, then unconditional love it has to exist to me and also because of my belief system right so um, I believe in God and I believe God and in, in God in such a strong and reverence I like have a, such a reverence for him right and I understand that if love is God then it never ending it's always present it's always an existing thing now my actions behind how I allow this person to fit into my schedule into my life into my psyche that's different but the feeling I have for someone <laughs> is unconditional. Right. So, meaning, I never, in the history of my life, would go out of my way to hurt anyone. I never would mm-hmm. try my best to uh, target someone and say, "Let me figure out a way to get this person." I don't angry, think
7: anybody right. ever consciously thinks yeah, that. But, but I can
8: remove mm-hmm. myself from anybody who I doesn't, who I don't feel like have my best interests in mind, right. or if we don't feel like we are any longer compatible. So, but the love that I have for them will make it so that. In any situation, I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, want what's best for them. So I don't think that unconditional love is unreasonable of its task to ask for or or, its, or a thing to ask for. But I just think that to ask that somebody is always present in your life and always is uh, the go-to person for you when you need them, that part of it isn't reasonable. But when we think about love, um, even though love is an action, we also have to remember that love sometimes means that I love you enough to give uh, give you the space because if I if I love you right but you are not allowing me in my own mind because obviously we make our own choices but you aren't allowing me to be the best version of myself then for the better of our relationship I'd rather remove myself because sometimes you removing yourself for a time can mean that you'll reconcile later in, right. a, in a time where I was able to heal from some things you was able to heal from some things we can really participate in, the, in a relationship friendship whatever that is in a more mature space. But I, that love can never not exist. So that's why when I tell people, people disagree with me strongly when I say that you can only be in love once. So a lot of people get angry when I say that. I don't know why they get angry because that's just my perspective. But I always tell people, I believe you can only be in love once. I believe that we are wrong about so many things. No, I so agree you. So have you, you had you
3: your one already? No, that, absolutely not. You know, I agree that. But I just think that.
8: that we can, we're in a space where so many things can be wrong. We can say we're wrong about so many things. Mm-hmm. You we always refuse, a hypocrite when you're
7: learning. But we
8: all we refuse to acknowledge that maybe we were wrong about being in love with somebody. You know what I mean? And, Absolutely. And I think that uh
3: that dick was so good. I love him. That's time, <laughs> I'm in
7: love with that nigga. Right. There, nigga.
8: <laughs> right. Well, a lot of time spent with a person, and you believe that 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 was my soulmate. And that doesn't mean that that's not necessarily the truth. And what it can mean is that. For that period it didn't work and then it can work later it can be that also mm-hmm. but i do believe that if it's only one person for me then how can i be in love with others yes the way okay. love works in my mind is an ongoing thing it cannot turn off you can't turn love off so when right. i think about love i think about god and i know that there are um inconsistencies in everything that we do but the one thing that has to be constant is our want for somebody to do well and to to be the best version of themselves. There was an interview with Kim Kardashian said the other day, like, I want the old Kanye back, right? She, I want I want the old, I want to, I want to have that back. So what that tells me is that her love for him didn't change. She was in a situation from her perspective, and I don't know both sides of the story, but from her perspective, what she was saying to me in my opinion was this no longer worked for me when he was this way. And it mm-hmm. was a change that happened. But if he was this way
7: we'd still be together I think we
8: could still have worked it out but for right. this this was destroying me personally so when i look at that i realize that they're but the isn't love that a condition no no the condition is where she stayed
7: you're still gonna have boundaries yeah, with boundaries in, in,
8: yeah exactly mm-hmm. she's her staying was the condition right her love for this person is unconditional because if i couldn't stay because of this but if it was this way, I could stay. But the love didn't, can't go anywhere. Right, and I and think that's that that's fair. fair. And, and I think that sometimes we kind of like refuse to really recognize, like when people are like, I've been in love six times. I'm like, how is that possible? The, but love don't work like that because you can't be out of it. It's a covenant. <laughs> right. So once you enter, no, a I feel covenant, like in, being in yeah. love
7: and loving someone is totally two different things, mm-hmm. right? Because being in love is a state of mind. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a relationship and you're not doing things to continuously fall in love with your person every single day. You're arguing, fussing, fighting. You left your drawers on the floor. Like you're going to be falling out of love, right? So I agree with you.
8: Yeah, I don't think you could fall out of love, though. That's the thing. That's the only iffy you. I,
7: I think that so.
3: saying there's a thin line between love and well, hate is
8: a What like I'm real saying thing. is that you can believe that you were mm-hmm. in love with this person. At that time. At that time. Which is why
7: I agree with you when you said and you only can be in love yeah, once.
8: And you can realize later that I was not yes. in love with this person. So what happens is... It's usually when you get I some new never, dick.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I could not have possibly loved that nigga because I, I loved love this nigga. One.
8: <laughs> I just think that over time, you'll realize like, oh, this has run its course and I felt like this was something but over time, I realized that I'm not willing to endure any of this that's going right. on with this person. So now... Sometimes you're not willing to endure those things with a person because they are hooked on drugs, because they went to jail. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that might not be the person that you were meant to be with. Sometimes right. you might end up with the person you weren't meant to be with. And the person you were truly supposed to be with is the three relationships ago. That I think that's very much possible. But I also know that if I say that I'm in love with someone and I really mean it in the true essence of what love means to me. To me, love is a covenant. Love is a covenant that is un You can't break this covenant because I. I correlate love with God, so the consistencies of who God is, and also, I guess it's up for debate because some people don't believe in God in the way that I do. So that's why I, I, when people get frustrated with my perspective, I'm always kind of like puzzled because I'm like, "This just my perspective." So you believe in the
7: internal God or the external God? Because the mine is internal.
8: See, I believe that it doesn't. God is omnipresent, so His mm-hmm. everything about who God is is internal. But we are God's work in the earth. So Absolutely. I am the external working of who God is in, in who God is in me, right? So I do understand that uh, that over time things can reveal themselves to you, and you realize I thought that this was this, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. and that's okay. I was wrong about this thing. Doesn't mean I went bad for that person. It doesn't mean I I regret the experience. But what I can realize is that this is what not what I thought it would be, or what I wished it to be, or what I tried to force it to be, right? Mm-hmm. And I also believe that. When you do find that thing and it, everything about you, everything you believe, everything you thought that you would never do, it'll trigger those things and it'll make you decide to do things that you...
7: I know. I've been doing anymore. a lot of shit lately I don't ever do. Right, <laughs> yeah, you told me about some of those
3: <laughs> Like, what the fuck is happening? But <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, so based on your definition, that means that you feel like most people have never been in love.
8: I can't judge by the most people. That's not my business. I'm. T- I'm, I'm telling, uh,
7: my <laughs> that's God's business. P- <laughs> my
8: my perspective is how I believe what I believe love to be. I do believe that people use the word loosely. I believe that people use most times loosely. Mm-hmm. I believe people call something amazing that's just okay or you <laughs> brilliant. Know, I just think that mediocre. So that's okay. <laughs> so I think that uh, I do believe that when we when it comes to being in love, people can become. You know, I, I was in a space. Uh, uh, maybe a couple years ago, two years ago, where I was like, everybody I was going out on a date with, I was thinking, oh wow, this could be it. Oh my God, this 'cause because I thought that's what I wanted. Right. You know what I mean? So then, unfairly, Damn, I was giving like, a I lot there? of people, <laughs> maybe maybe a few people, too much time. That I feel like maybe I mm-hmm. realized shortly after that it wasn't warranted. Right. Right. So I think that we go through these phases in our lives where we think certain things. They are who I am today. It's not who I was a year ago. Who I am today is not who I was five years ago. So I had to give myself space to grow and understand through those things. But I think love is the same way. The love is one of those things that you can't outgrow. You can grow to a different space in who you are but it goes back to mood and character. Your character is one thing and your mood is a different thing. And how you behave and how you respond to things should not be based on your mood and only be based on your character. And that's how love is. I respond to you based on how much I love you mm-hmm. and not how mad you upset you made me. And I think that when you realize what, something, what love truly is, then it's defining how to correct yourself in those senses. You know what I mean? And when I respond with love, I, I think more so about what's best for all parties involved <laughs> and not just how I feel in the moment
7: shut up bitch I okay like, no hold on what I was about to say was God is love right, right, right. Mm-hmm. but in the Bible it was a lot of shit God was doing to people what right do to a lot of wraths what, you what, feel a wrath of God yeah, you, right so it wasn't always what did he
8: do to people
7: cause destruction God did cause destruction in the Bible to people Yes. Okay, so
8: what? That so boat. Now, no, no, let me tell you. Let me tell <laughs> you what. The boat. So let me tell Noah's
3: you. Noah's ark. Everybody died that wasn't no, on the boat. No, no what,
7: Noah what left everybody else. No, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, 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 so, yeah. but again,
8: mm-hmm. it's all about perspective, right? Mm-hmm. God hates sin, right? But so, what's so,
7: sin? Sin is subjective.
8: So that's what I'm saying. It's all about perspective. Didn't I just say that?
7: Yes, you did. Okay. So it's all about perspective. <laughs> God hates sin. Yes, you did. So God said to
8: everybody, <laughs> He said to everybody, <laughs> This is going to happen to this place. If you don't get right, right. in this place, I'm going to flood this place.
3: I flood this motherfucking right, place. So he <laughs> didn't say it to everybody. He told Noah and Noah told and everybody. he told
8: everybody. But that's how God speaks.
3: Right, right. But
8: yeah, That's how he speaks. But then you
3: got to I mean, trust you. Noah. You got to okay, trust so, Noah.
8: Okay, so so what you have to understand is Noah was saying, if you behave this way, if you're doing this. And a lot of times, and I think that's the reason why a lot of people blamed um, and this is a whole nother conversation. People blame Sodom and Gomorrah, the destruction of it, on homosexuals, right. and it wasn't the case. There were all forms of perversions, bestiality, people having sex with children, animals, Where all are types we? of things. You know, we,
7: Babylon. Exactly. <laughs> right but now, if, just, if talking about the
8: exactly, but the point is, he said, "I'm going to bring wrath on this land. I'm going to destroy this place. This is what's about to happen." And Noah for over a hundred years.
7: Was trying to tell Priest to
8: everybody Get right I'm telling you He's about to destroy this place He did not say I'm gonna burn you Because if that was the case He wouldn't have had to do it He could have just Picked off people That's right. next The that's burning not, is next That's not what he did What he said was I'm gonna destroy this place And he, it was even a, a, a time where he said Don't even look back don't turn back. Oh, what's the woman who looked back? And he turned So what I'm saying is, and even, and I know a lot of people even listen to that who aren't, you know, from where from that space, mm-hmm. and they think it's ridiculous. Even if you don't believe the stories are true, look at the examples of the exactly. t- in the times that we live right in now. now. So even if you think that that sounds goofy, that sounds crazy, you have the right, and I'm not going to argue that with you. Mm-hmm. What I will say is if you look at the details of it and you say that God never, ever said, I'm going to burn this one man, I'm going to do this. T- he said, get right, because I'm going to destroy this place. Mm-hmm. And if you're in it, that's what's going to happen.
7: It's on you, my boy.
3: Yeah.
7: <laughs> it's on you, my boy. <laughs> but I feel like I'm one with nature, right? So if somebody said, I'm going to destroy this place, I feel like I'm a part of this place, especially if I'm outside somewhere in a park. Like, I feel like I'm a part of that place. If I'm swimming in the ocean, I'm a part of that place.
8: That's a perspective. But I also yeah. realize that wherever I am, there is a place. So if this place does not exist, as sentimental, if this place may have been to me, I know I think that leave it there will be another space. <laughs> no way. There will oh, be, there will be another place. If you if you know <laughs> if you understand it, who you are, and that as long as you exist in any place, that there that is the place. Mm-hmm. And sometimes places and times in particular places have to end. So I wouldn't be more attached to the forest or the river or the ocean than I am to my own personal space. I'm Pocahontas
7: though. That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. (laughs) fair. (laughs) Little homemade. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Do you want to get into our
1: game? Before we get into the game, let's go to commercial right quick. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic
0: may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
4: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
9: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, Offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.
6: Farm to store in days, not weeks. That's 80 Acres Farms.
0: T-I-K-A dot com.
7: All right, Rico, we want to get into a game we call Trading Places, right? I know you see a thousand podcasts online. It's always the man versus woman battle. Mm-hmm. So we want to ask you a series of questions. But it's you waking up tomorrow and being a woman for a week. Rakisha love. <laughs> 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 So first, are you paying for the first date as a woman? No. Okay. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay.
8: I That's a good think, answer. See, I, I don't. I believe in gender roles. Okay.
7: Yes. Come on, man. Yeah.
3: What the fuck. Wait, what are we doing?
7: <laughs> Game over. <laughs> that was it, y'all. That was all. <laughs> Nothing
3: needs else to be said. All right. Would you go fifty-fifty on rent or mortgage with your significant other?
8: Um. So I think that. It's a man's responsibility and every I've only been in one major relationship where I've lived with a woman mm-hmm. but I've never ever had a woman contribute in any way to any bills in in that home
7: ain't gonna be mad
8: yeah but I also don't believe that that's necess- that's just my way of doing it so when I look at anybody who does anything different I always give that leave that up to them and the decisions that they make mm-hmm. if the woman is okay with going high with her man. Then that's not my business. Right. You know what I mean? Gabrielle yeah, um, Union recently. Yeah, yeah and that, and I think that the fact that people were in such a uproar about it, most women who were upset about it were mostly the ones who can't afford to go half on any rent anyway. Right. So I think that <laughs> to be upset about somebody else's situation that they are happy with is fucking ridiculous. Right. So, yeah, I I've, I've never lived that way. But I also know that sometimes you might be in a situation in a bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. And I think sometimes <laughs> you might be in a situation where you things are going good and they abruptly go bad. It mm-hmm. would be amazing to have somebody there who could say, don't worry, babe, you've been holding it down for all this time. Absolutely. got us until you get back right. Um, or at least I think, do the landscaping, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, oh, my That was God. an
1: inside <laughs> joke. <laughs> I don't get it. But, but, but
8: uh, I just think that. It, it it's incredible to have somebody who could be there to pick up some slack when you, if need be. And I think that, I think in my heart that
5: mm-hmm.
8: a woman who is uh, in love with a man and really cares about him, if things go bad, I think she can't wait to help. She mm-hmm. can't wait to jump in there. Cause Absolutely, she, like, grateful. Right. You know what I mean. And sometimes a woman might not be in a position to do so. So that's mm-hmm. no shade to women who may not be in a position to do that. I got head I and dinner, baby. My mental in prayer. My <laughs> space. My daughter, who's eight years old. I want to groom and build her up to be a woman who's self-sufficient and who has everything, can handle herself and take care of herself. But I also know that if she's in a relationship with a man, he's going to have to take care of her because she's used to her father taking care of her. So in order Mm -hmm. for me to uh, give her away in a sense, then I'm giving her away to somebody who's going to take on the role uh, that I have in her life. But I don't don't feel like it'll be a chore for him because his relationship should... When I'm in a relationship... It's not a chore for me to do for the woman I'm in a relationship with. So even in it's the job of a man, I think, in my my opinion, is to make sure he takes care of the home in that particular way. And the job of a woman is to make sure she takes care of home in the way that she takes care of. The right. Home. So I just think that um I believe in those roles.
7: I saw a video um the other day just right quick. It was an Asian guy, Asian uh, family getting married. The woman was he was handing his daughter off, and he told the groom. If at any time you fall out of love with my daughter, please just bring her back to me. Uh. Mm, yeah, That's some art of war shit. Because mm-hmm. basically, to me, what he was saying is, I'm going to kill you. <laughs>
8: no, no. I think I, I interpret that differently. <laughs> I, I would say the same thing. Because what it's saying is, if you don't want to be here, then don't make my daughter suffer through you not right. wanting to be bring here. Bring her back. How about you bring her back to me, and I'll be there for her. With that and unconditional love that. I would, I would prefer that you move on with your life mm-hmm. and let me... Be the person, be the figure for her that I've always been, right? I've relinquished that duty and that title to you to have. Give it back to me because I always take it back. I don't think it was anything malicious about that statement. It was like we go through things, and sometimes a man or a woman can wake up one day and realize I don't want to be here anymore. So he's saying, Don't treat her like shit, don't talk down to her, just give her back, back. let her come on. So they
3: were never in love by your uh definition.
7: When they were getting married,
8: I don't know, I can't speak (laughs) to
7: they were getting married. (laughs) Are you getting on one
3: knee as a woman and asking for a man's hand in marriage? No. You're so in love, though. Yeah, no.
7: <laughs> and he hasn't asked in 15 years.
1: <laughs>
7: no. <laughs> middle part or side part as a woman? Middle part. All right. Bust down the middle. That's my fan. Bust down, Tatiana. What's I another? like
8: bangs, too. I you like bangs. Bangs,
7: bangs
3: probably, are back in style. If I was a woman, so, I, I like bangs. Yeah, I'd be missing hot, my forehead though. though sometimes for you miss your forehead when, when you I get bangs? a bang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you smashing on the first date?
8: Um. Yeah. I don't. You judge. only got a week as a woman now. I don't judge. Uh, <laughs> I judge everything by the chemistry, right? Mm-hmm. So if you if it's in the moment and it feels good, then go for it. I wouldn't judge a person off of that because I know guys who hung out with a girl and they'd be like, Man, I've been dealing with Shorty for months. I never and we haven't been able to do nothing. Then I know guys that meet her and meet her and hang out and, and they do it the first day because the connection is different. I don't judge a person by that though. All right i judge a person off of even when we're talking about bills and all that stuff i believe in gender roles but i also believe in giving it time and having a, a true genuine connection i believe that if a person is expecting me to do something for them without me knowing them or if it's a prerequisite to us going on a date is that i cash out her money for her babysitter that's wild that that's a wild one Things maybe because like that, we don't have kids like why like, these guys or, gotta pay for your babysitter for even babysitter where's the like, dad like a, people, I don't believe women are certain asking scenar- that. Yes, they are. But it's certain scenarios. <laughs> no, seriously. Certain scenarios. I've asked. had, I've had a person, um, I invited a person out to hang out with me, and they asked me to send them money for outfits. It's like, I'm responsible for your first impression. Like, imagine if you told somebody, you're responsible. That's wild. For my first, the first impression I'm going to have is how you look, how you dress, how you whatever, everything, right? Exactly. You're telling me that I'm not only responsible for getting you there, feeding you. Um, clothing, you, which, which, you want me to clothe you and style you for I, to make the first impression. So I think that a lot of times there are requirements that they we meet yeah, to I, men I, I argue that with aren't no fair more. <laughs> based upon the relationship. <laughs> mm-hmm. If the relationship is to the point where a man is... Alright, if there's a level of convenience... Money is only for convenience in my opinion. And if I say to a person, I want to see you, and they say well, I can't see you because this is in my way. If a man has means and he wants to see her bad enough, then he should if he would like to, his will get rid of that hurdle, right? Right. And if that means problem a problem solver, that's what a man. If that is. means a monetary thing. I'm gonna get rid of that because I want to see you this much. Now, mm-hmm. if a person says, "Hey, I really want to see you," and I'm you're married.
3: Like, you gonna get rid of her husband? No, no.
8: I'm not, <laughs> not playing with that.
3: Colombian <laughs>
7: necktie. If
8: a, person, if a person is just like, "Hey, let's hang out," yeah, sure, let's hang out. Oh well, I would, I can't because I gotta pay this bill, and it's like, all right, well, we don't need to hang out. Like why? You know what I mean? It's not that serious. But if right. it's like I really want to see this person, every time I try to see her, shit, this thing is in the way. This thing is away. This thing is away. Let me try to get rid of she it. She
7: don't got a babysitter.
8: So I can it's get. In the way. So I can get close to her. You know
7: what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, you woke up pregnant this morning, okay? From mm-hmm. a one night. From stand. a one night stand. What you doing?
3: Oh my god!
7: I <laughs> <Jesus.
8: laughs> <laughs> know I love the babies. <sighs> depends on what. Depends on my financial situation.
7: Okay, if that's I, where,
8: that's where I go can, end it. I, as a woman, I, I think everything should be based on what you could actually do for your child. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. So, if I personally, as a woman, would be able to take care of my child on my own, then I would keep the child. If I, if my, I'm saying I'm going to depend on this person who is a stranger to me, who I, I don't know, then that's adding extra pressure to me into my life fighting with this person to take care of a child that they potentially might not want to or might not have the bravery or might be a coward or might, you know, everybody doesn't take that responsibility. So what I would do is if I had the financial means to take care of the baby independent of anybody else, then I'm keeping the baby. If not, then I probably wouldn't.
7: All right, y'all. You heard, you heard it from Rico. No, hold on. I got one more question because this is like, I feel like this is a scapegoat type thing men do. So at any given moment, you're asked, what you want to eat? Do you know what you want to eat? What you eating?
8: <laughs> yeah, I do. I know what I want to eat.
7: What you eating?
8: Yeah. It ain't right
7: know. now. You hungry? What you want to eat?
8: Yeah, I want to eat uh, some steak and shrimp.
7: Where you want to go at? You know, because that's the thing. Men always, always say women don't, don't know. know. Yeah, don't I feel like y'all eat. put it off on us because y'all don't ever know what y'all want to eat. Uh,
8: you know what's crazy <laughs> about men though is men think about what they're gonna eat two days in advance.
7: That is not true because yeah, they get to I'm the menu and be mad because there's nothing tonight, they like right? there. I'm flying back to
8: Miami tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to eat this late tonight. But let's say I was flying back in the afternoon. I already have in my mind what I want to eat when I get home. I'm already thinking about it. Yesterday, I was, I was thinking about, yeah, I want to go. When I'm here, I always go to the Waterman. So I'm mm-hmm. always thinking when I get to Charlotte, I'm going to the Waterman. Like that's, I'm going to stake 48. That's just what I know what I'm going to do. So in my mind, I'm already mentally preparing myself. But when I get to Charlotte, I'm going here. When I go to Vegas, when I go to LA, there are places that I love to go to. And I'm saying, when I get there, I can't wait because I'm going to go there. So men already prepare these things in their mind beforehand.
7: I don't think so. I'm talking about a cohabitation situation or a date. You know what I'm saying? Like you hitting me up, asking me what I want to eat. And you mad because I don't know right now. But what do you want to eat? I don't know When you get there You see the menu You don't like it Once I pick a place That's happened to me I A thousand feel like, times I feel, I Yeah know. I feel like yes. That's the situation right? <laughs> A thousand I, times Like had, nigga I'm Like this is what that. I wanted And
8: especially now Because I'm eating A certain way I know exactly What I'm going to eat What right. a style In which I'm going to eat So it's mm-hmm. easy for me but I can't speak for nobody else. So I don't know. I, don't want to. <laughs> I can tell this is. Give me a hug.
7: <laughs> Thank you. Okay. It's okay. What you want, baby. It's okay, baby. I like I like hugs, y'all. It's hugs so save okay, lives. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: All right, so we're gonna get into our final segment. I talked to you about it a little bit earlier. Do you have your story ready for our Simp Series segment? Mm,
8: simp series, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some simp stories.
4: Boy, there's no real easy way to say this, but. Look, you're sick,
7: and Sims are necessary, y'all. Okay, don't get us wrong.
8: Mm-hmm. I was in a situation <laughs> where uh, a woman asked me to help her out of a situation and, and really look out for her, and then um, so I did. I sent I sent her some some funds to take care of a situation. And she was in a bind, Nate.
3: Right? Mm-hmm, that's what I was I'm in a bind. am in
8: Rico. a bind, and um, I looked out, and then. Um, the following week I'm like, yo, let's hang out She's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there And then she told me, yeah, I'm coming And then she called me a, f- a little while before And said, I gotta leave town I gotta leave town And you know I'm like, oh, she, she gonna make it She reneged on it And then I decided to go a different place Instead of going to where I said I was gonna go mm. She was there with some, with some very cool rappers That I actually like
9: Oh, yo. Yeah.
8: And it was awkward because they recognized me and they're like, yo,
9: yo. And I'm like, <laughs> and she like
8: hi, guys. <laughs> I bought her outfit. <laughs> hope you guys like it.
5: <laughs> can, I, can I sit with you guys? <laughs>
8: I contributed a little in some way to this outing. That was some simp shit that's a good one yeah that was
3: good so what did she say for herself nothing
8: no not a word act like she didn't see me
3: what how much money was it
7: can you share
8: no i'm not gonna share
7: man how much money was it was it like over 10 grand no fuck no oh okay (laughs) no she said her 40 (laughs) dollars i'm like bitch why you disappear over (laughs) a couple hundred dollars
8: it was it was it was a little bit of it wasn't it wasn't those pennies though yeah
7: Yeah. like you never spoke to her ever again in my life yeah. bird brains. Yeah, man. Yeah. See, some bird brains. No, yeah. no, no, no. The girl, oh, okay. the, the bird, bird. You know, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was crazy brain.
8: because you know you think about it, and these guys were you know on the top of the world at the time, and I was, um, you know, I was in a, I was in a breakup, right? So I wasn't totally. I was single at the time, but like in a breakup single. Yeah. You know sometimes you I think about one or two years, like a few months, when you just kind of like. <laughs> You're single. You're moving around. So I'm just like, oh shit! I'm gonna go hang out with Shorty. I'm gonna do this, and then um, and a lot of times people get back in relationships because of moments like that. Hell They'll yeah! that like, shit oh, sent your ass yeah. home. Yeah.
7: Like, ain't nothing out here, yeah. man. I'm going back to my bitch. Yeah.
8: <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you, it was the Migos.
7: <laughs> oh hell no! Yeah. She played you for the Migos. No Migos. Is the pop, yeah. Like Migos. Yeah, I understand it. But I was. I'm
8: gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. They, it was the beginning of their career. Believe it or not, when Migos first came out um they was on fire with um versace and then i did a song called they don't know and migo's wrapped on a rem- they remix they don't know mm. so they was already like i'm not gonna say fans of me but i just think they respected my work and they, right like so they had their remix, and then they started really buzzing so um you know i was in that playboy mode a few mo- you know you single for a little while you're like i'm about to be outside real mm-hmm. quick so i meet the shorty and she like yeah yeah and i'm like She's like, I really need some help with this. And I'm like, okay, cool. I send a little Funnest. bread. And then Shame. she's like, we supposed to link up that night. And she curved me. So I'm thinking, she probably thinking, he not going to come over. this, He not going to this. Because I probably usually wouldn't have. Right. But I was like, oh, fucking, Let me just pull up to blah, blah, blah. And I see them.
3: That was God. Because she would have still been taking money for you right now. If you she didn't. wouldn't have
8: still been taking money for me. No. I'm not gonna get. She probably
7: wasn't all. gonna show. Well, she mm-hmm. she probably only stopped talking to you because you saw her. Yeah. With the finesse. That's what I'm you saying. What I'm saying? Yeah.
3: She would have still it been was, coming I, around. I consider
8: it to be my decision because I would have never spoke to her again.
3: No, I'm saying. Had you, you not seen If, her, if you didn't
7: go to
8: oh yeah.
3: Then she could have still been. I would continued to be
8: finesse. Right.
3: Yeah.
8: Yes, and but she, she would have just been dropping over off She looking at me like.
3: She didn't like. She didn't give a fuck.
8: She didn't send me a text. I'm so sorry. Nothing. That's
3: fucked up. up?
7: What's good? I don't play with people like that.
3: What happened? What
7: happened? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) That's crazy. That's
3: awful. Maybe she uh, listens to the show. If you do, you really owe
7: Rico an apology.
3: That's wild. (laughs)
7: Life oh for his life. money bag. Fuck that apology. Pay me.
3: Right. <laughs> right,
8: right. What a simp though. You
7: no, know? <laughs> nah, simps are necessary. Dumb bitches are also necessary, simps man. Are necessary. They are. you because it's not like it's a bad thing. I think men call other men simps. Women really don't use a term like that. Mm-hmm. Like we'll call a woman a dumb bitch, right?
8: I think y'all kind of see niggas as simp sometimes, but we right? don't say
7: simp. That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> like we see a lick, absolutely. A Some lick. of them I have it on the their forehead.
8: Worst. If I was a lick, I'd be. Oh my
3: god,
8: that's worst. Got licked next
7: to him in your, in your phone. Oh my god, <laughs> no, I've worst.
3: never. <laughs>
8: that's the worst. I think, but we all are corny to somebody. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. fucking cool. Oh, you somebody, about. <laughs> somebody that you know has dealt, dealt with you, or something's like it's corny. Oh, She's corny. So, right? I accept that. I try to be as cool as I possibly can, but I know to I'm somebody, I'm being myself, man. I think know, it's
3: necessary to get played to be well-rounded, though, right? You got to take a L sometimes so you can be humble, right? Yeah,
7: you probably played somebody, so it's coming yeah, yeah. back around. Jesus. But I'm karma. I do the coming around. <laughs> All right, y'all. I am karma. <laughs> <laughs> I do the coming around. Y'all, this is a good episode. This was okay. great. Had, You're a great, a great good interview. Great
3: time, great time. Yeah. All right. Tell everybody what's next, where they can find you. Okay. All that good so, stuff.
8: I really want to um, obviously, songwriting is my passion. I'm a passionate father. So, I'm creating a men's group for dads. You know what I mean? Nice. To, so, the dads can come together. It's like a, a network where we can kind of communicate and we can um, exchange energy and advice and how we can uplift and build each other in our communities. And what we're going to do is, in each meeting, we raise money. For uh, one father who may be in need of something specific to help do something great with his kids. So, we're going to cre- be creating that, and it's called Because I'm a Dad, and that's going nice. to be really mm-hmm. soon. We're going to be rolling that out. Also, the Rico Love Webinars, the We We Love Music Conference that I do around the world, um, teaching about songwriting and production. Um, that's sup- something I'm super passionate about, and um, building it, my multimedia group, where I'm able to develop not just artists and writers, but also. Um, actors and poets and, um, you know, creatives in all art forms, finding spaces for them to exist and express themselves without the burden of uh, the financial, uh, you know, burdens that people have when they're trying to make it in the business. So that's more my passion is making sure that we can pour back into creatives and pour back into our community of creatives.
7: Absolutely. So you got a nonprofit.
8: So it's, it's, it's essentially... A for-profit business, though, because we want to be able to have avenues to where after they receive funds and they do well, then there's a, a commission that they pay back. Oh, I guess the I was
7: uh, referencing the, the the thing for dads. Yes.
8: Oh, the dads would be non-profit, yeah. for sure. Yes. But yeah. the, uh, the multimedia company where we Absolutely. kind of develop acts, we want to make sure that we can help give them resources and then... The company can earn off of right the that they have. Yeah, that's super and dope, also, black man. I'm doing man. Uh, the music for a new TV show called Black Hamptons. This a season two of the Black Hamptons on BET. So um, I'm the music yeah, supervisor for them. We did. Uh, I did the first season, and now I'm working on the second season. I'm super excited about that. Um, super excited about Usher's new album. You know, just really you got a new album project. coming? Yeah, and it's amazing. Nice. It's amazing. Ooh, excited baby, more amazing. babies coming? I just was with him and he played me the, like every song cuz you know I did the songs that I've done, but he we, we took a car ride and he just played me everything and it was exceptional. It's an exceptional body of work. I can't wait for the world to hear that. Obviously, I just had a success with Romeo Santos and Justin Timberlake with um, Sin Fin. Anybody who's familiar with Latin bachata music number one bachata song in the world. Um so excited about that and excited about the work we're doing um, with the BMC, the Black Music Collective. I'm the chairman of the BMC, um, which is a, a subsidiary of, of the Grammys. We created okay. something, a uh, mm-hmm. DEI um, effort where we kind of like making sure that we hold feet to the fire, make sure that black people, women, and people of color are represented properly inside the Recording Academy. Last year, our Recording Academy honors award show. Um, we honored Lil Wayne, Sylvia Rohn, Missy Elliott, and Dr. Dre. This year we're cooking up some exceptional for the grammy for grammy week and we're doing some amazing events around the country around building awareness to black creatives on what is available for them
7: and i missed that in your introduction y'all this is grammy nominated rico love okay yeah. let's be and clear also, and also
8: um <laughs> also um i'm on i'm helping music cares with this hip-hop initiative we're doing for the next three years we're going to be funding and helping a lot of hip-hop artists so if you are a hip-hop artist and you need help, you need money, and you need a, a roof for your house, and you need your teeth fixed, and you don't have the funds for that. You come to Music Cares, you submit. And Fix the we'll current, the
7: existing ones first though, y'all. Yeah. No, but it, it, <laughs> yeah, the, the teeth that you have
8: you now, let's make sure we got those. In the, but There's a lot of things that we're doing and it's a lot of philanthropic work, but it's also a lot of entrepreneurial work that I'm really focusing, dedicating myself on. And I created the Love Foundation where I was doing these recordings at my house. I created it because um, I keep my kids seven days on and seven days off. So when I'm with my kids, I was finding that I was spending a lot of time picking my daughter up from school, picking my son up from school, see him for an hour, go to the studio come back, they sleep, I wake up, I take them to school. Yeah, you didn't see them. So what I started doing was I started recording at my home and setting up the cameras and doing these sessions, inviting people over, and we've been making great records, and I'm able to have my kids come in and out. So it's called The Love Foundation, and we just make really dope records, and we've been documenting documenting the process, and we're going to make it into, like, this little series. So nice I'm excited about that.
3: Well you're busy as I know. Well, I'm not doing enough out here apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a lot going
8: on. We like to out. lay down. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> we you like gotta to sweep. do as much as possible, make sure some stick. You
7: right. know? I know, man. Yeah. I gotta get better at that. <laughs> when I hear people like that was a nice little rant about all the things, like I'm not am I not doing enough? Right. I'm like,
3: damn, after I leave here, I was going to sleep. I need to go do something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we should just go ahead and
7: plan for tomorrow. <laughs> matter of fact, because that's what what would Rico Love do? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Listen, this is a fantastic episode, y'all. If you enjoyed it, tune in every Thursday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever the fuck you get your podcast at. This is your co-host, AJ Holiday 2.0 on Instagram. Y'all follow me now if you won't get on. Listen, check out We Talk Back uh ent.com also we got some merch up on there now check us out what's up tam y'all
3: it's official tam band follow me on instagram i love y'all thank y'all for tuning in remember to speak now
1: and never hold your peace Deuces. deuces ready to celebrate international women's day
0: 20.com.
4: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
9: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef prepared meals, safety, and security transportation resort style amenities and high quality care everything you need is here discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com equal housing opportunity
6: farm to store in days not weeks that's 80 acres farms did you know most salads travel over 2,000 miles to reach your plate but not 80 acres farms their crisp salad greens and herbs are food less traveled they stay fresher for longer in your fridge my salad lasts all week long which means less food waste and easy meal planning. Oh, and did I mention there's zero need to wash these greens? Because 80 Acres Farms uses zero pesticides. Visit 80acresfarms.com to learn more and find their salads and salad kits at your local Harris Teeter. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why
3: not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Aaron's choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love online or in store, pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new rent what you
9: need. It's better at Erin's. approval, not guaranteed restrictions apply. See store for details.